This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is a continuation of our transition series, talking about preschool to kindergarten, fifth grade to sixth grade, and eighth grade to ninth grade. Today's podcast features our high school and ninth grade specifically with an interview with Scott Hussey. Today on the podcast, we have Scott Hussey. Scott has been here with us at the upper school from day one. Um, at, as far as the school level goes, uh, it was year two that uh, him and Dr. Bruce and myself were brought in as teachers for the high school. And uh, Mr. R or Mr. Rasmussen was brought in as a counselor kind of halfway through that first year, but intending to help us build the upper school. Um, and then Miss Wolfenbarger, which was our first principal for the upper school. And so you've been here uh, from the very beginnings of, of what we've been trying to do at the upper school level and got to see it kind of start from nothing and grow and, and change and evolve and, and all of those things that's gone on from the very, very beginning. And so this podcast is about a series of podcasts that we've been doing about transition points. So we've talked about preschool to, to kindergarten. We've talked about fifth grade to sixth grade. Last week, we uh, were talking with Nicole Whitecotton about the eighth grade and some of the things they do to help kids begin that transition into high school. And you are uh, here today to talk about ninth grade and kind of what that high school transition is like. Fantastic. And so um, when we look at ninth grade, you've continued to teach ninth grade classes. Mr. Uh, R tells me it's because I'm good at it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily want to be good at ninth grade, but, um, you know, the Lord blesses us in mysterious ways. That's and right. Being good at teaching ninth graders seems to be the skill set I was given. That's awesome. And so you teach ninth grade English. You're part of what we call the humanities department. You work very closely with our history mm-hmm. teachers. Uh, and you actually were doing that at the beginning. You were the humanities department. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we brought on uh, Josh Riggins to help with that. He's actually still with us and, and has helped continue to grow that humanities department. And uh, then we've brought on um, some other p- team members to help you there. What else do you teach other than ninth grade English? So this year I've taught uh, base camp, which is part of the Summit series. I teach 11th grade English. Sarah Balschweiler covers 10th grade English and 12th grade English. So the 11th grade English is broken into two different um, sections. One is AP language and composition, and then the other is just English three honors. Um, They're close in curriculum, but not the same in curriculum. And matter of fact, as I'm planning for next year, I have even more differences as our student bodies grow. Yeah. and And I'm not going to necessarily teach AP light to English three honors. I'm developing different curriculum for them. Okay. Well, and I know that, you know, that's been one of those things that, like you said, as we've grown, because early on, it was just kind of everybody was in the AP English class because we had one section of it. Um, And then we started to get a couple students that were saying, hey, I don't really want to be in the AP English class. And we started another section of English that, like you said, was kind of like AP light. Um, And now we're getting enough students that, that we're able to actually have real different sections of AP English and then an honors mm-hmm. English 11. Yeah. Um, same with 12th grade, I imagine. It is. It is. Um, the, uh, I, I've had electives this year as well. I've taught um, a film analysis class this year, um, which is a, a fun class to, to teach. I really enjoy teaching film analysis. It's a, a smaller student body in the classes, but yeah. um, and it extends to a lot of things that we do in the English class as far as you know text analysis and then writing essays. Um, but as far as the, this conversation, the, the course that we redid this year 
Um, and Miss Spots and I just actually left. I left a meeting from with Miss Spots. Um, are going to teach next year's base camp. Okay. And so when we reimagined the the summit series classes um, two years ago, one of the things it used to be called research methods, and we we wanted to get students used to doing um, project based learning at the high school. Right, and so we started with just having projects, and, and we walk them through how to do collaborative and independent projects, um, which which worked for our goals at the time. Yeah. Right. Especially since we wanted to, our goal we were backwards engineering from capstone. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that worked at the time, um, but then we saw some other needs that were that had to be addressed, um, and that's when we read really, the the summit series, 11th grade year is their internship year, their, their job shadowing year. And then last year, we also reimagined what the 10th grade uh, year was. And um, this year, what we have uh, with um, navigation uh, is that students begin the path of, ask, of doing the honest um, internal inventory of what do I actually want to work towards? What do I want to study in college? What do I want to, what vocation am I interested in? What are my actual skill sets? Yeah. Right? And, and not the skill sets that students like to say or, or people like to say, I'm good at math, I'm good at English or whatnot. Um, I don't find that helpful. But more along the lines of this topic fascinates me and I can spend a long time researching this topic. Yeah. Or I seem to be really good at communicating with people. Uh, uh, be it presentations or, or, or be it on the written page or be it creating a video. So I want to pursue some form of communications, right? Okay. Um, we have students do all sorts of different personal inventories and they may learn about themselves in that 10th grade year. And then that helps set up um, the 11th grade internship and then obviously the 12th grade capstone project. In 9th grade, we called it base camp. Right, and in order to summit the mountain, you have to start at base camp. Yeah. Uh, famously, you know, after Everest and Everest's base camp, like getting to base camp. But base camp is also about um, acclimatization, right? Like to get used to the lack of oxygen, yeah. to get used to the atmosphere, to get all your gear situated so you know it's packed and it's ready to go for when it is time to start climbing the mountain. You will hopefully have a successful journey up the mountain, and so the base camp class um, is one that which we want to give students all of the skills and understanding um, for high school right and so that's our, our major transition aspect to pre prepare them to go from okay so they were um, in council houses in, in middle school and, and they've yeah. done group projects to now let's ramp up the expectations but let's make sure that they know what those expectations are um, and we do that through a variety of um, sources. We wrote um, rubrics. We call them the 5P rubrics. Uh, and in base camp, we go over those rubrics. We go over, you know, what, um, what standards being assessed, right? And so now we have a common language with all the other classes. Um, we go over what the expectation for that standard is. Uh, we just gave a bunch of presentations in base camp. Um, and so we use one of the five, the presentation rubric. There's also a product rubric. There is a paper rubric. There's a portfolio rubric. Um, is that all? No, I'm missing one. So yeah. uh, 
product presentation, portfolio, paper, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna look it up. Nonetheless, we, we have them walk through all of that in that class. Yeah. Um, project, I said, uh, I think I got it, yeah. So Basecamp um, is designed to make sure the students know what the expectations are. Yeah. Um, Which is really what we're, we're talking about is that transition period. And, and I think this is an important thing to, for us to stop at for just a second is because a lot of times when you think about your high school experience, I know when I think about my high school experience, I was going, I, you know, I went from a very small middle school into a larger high school. You know, that's typical. You kind of start pooling people together for your bigger high schools. And, you know, we're just kind of thrown in there. Now, we probably had some kind of homeroom teacher that we didn't really do anything with but we would show up at every once in a while and like check in but it was just kind of like figure it out like good luck and and some of these classes you're gonna be mixed with upperclassmen and some of these classes are just gonna be freshmen and and hope for the best and you know we're taking a, a different approach on that with the way that we set up our schedule and our curriculum of we're not just throwing kids out into the deep end and saying you know hope you can swim the the base camp I love that the, this class was developed the way it was uh, because it is that kind of helpful point to say, okay, let's acclimate. That, that was a great analogy of uh, let's get some acclimation down to the high school because this could be overwhelming for some, especially mm -hmm. if you're in a class that, you know, some of the electives and stuff, you might be in there with, with sophomore, junior, senior, and, you know, maybe even hear stories about a class that, that's coming up for you in the progression and you're going, oh, man, how am I going to do that? Or, or how am I going to be ready for that? So it's nice to have this class of, of let's get everybody acclimated. We can, you can do this. You're going to be successful. Um, I don't know. Do you guys view yourself as like uh, trail guides since we've got this whole summit? Uh, so, well, the summit, okay. So the, the summit series relates to when we revisioned advisory last year is each advisor was selected a mountain. Yeah. Right, so each advisor is represented has a, a mountain as an avatar. Uh, my mountain is Mount Kalash. Okay, um, it's also known as uh, Mount Maru, um, and in certain um, in certain religions, it's known as the center of the universe. It's the oh, Axis wow. Mundi. Um, and where is this located? This is in Tibet. Okay, so it is in um, it's in Chinese territory in Tibet. Okay, um, and. My mountain, it's actually illegal to climb. So in our advisory state, we say you can't top us. That's right. Because <laughs> you literally, right, you it, cannot it, it, top The us. Chinese government will be on you um, <laughs> if, if you top us. But there's also Matterhorn and K2 yeah. and Mount Olympus and Krakatoa. And so the, the base camp terminology started first with the mountains, yeah. right? Um, and trail guides, right? Because, I mean, a lot of the themes that we do here, trailblazers, yeah. uh, the trailhead cafe, right? Um, and the fifth, uh, the fifth P was proposal. 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 Okay, I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah, I was like, I'm missing it. Uh, um, and so the base camp class kind of works, like you were talking about, in in conjunction with the advisory. So my advisory are students that are with me for all four years of high school. Okay. And, and that's a mixed group. Too. It's a mixed group, ninth graders to twelfth graders. Um, and so as you were saying, like having help from different different uh, peers right because um, there's certain projects I, I've been doing the city building project in yeah. some form it's also been called the utopia project and whatnot for eight years now right right and so outside of the 2020 group you know when the students come into a room and they see the city boards they all say I remember that yeah well if I'm being proactive in advisory I can have my students help 
the ninth yeah. I can have my juniors or my sophomores help the ninth graders on that project absolutely um, and so that's that's one aspect but with base camp and and, and um, Jenny and I are also looking at the curriculum um, we do want to make sure that any student be it a student who's been at CBA since preschool right since pre-k um, or one who's joined us in ninth grade yeah um, that they understand that there's less hand-holding in the high school yeah right that it seems that everyone a lot of parents a lot of um, teachers have a level of expectations that not all ninth graders are prepared for okay um, I think we do a good job at CBA of, of preparing but you know the 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 student right a lot of families said, oh, they're 15 now. We want them to make their own decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. And they don't have two teachers. They have s possibly six or seven, right? Yeah. So they have multiple teachers. And I don't always communicate with math to see when their homework's due. I don't always communicate with science to see if they have a big test coming up. I try to as right. often as I can. And I hear from the students, and, and I try to amend my calendar according to make sure that they're not stressed out. But at the end of the day, I have so many standards I need to teach. Yep. And I, I need to be somewhere in my curriculum at the end of each quarter right, to properly assess these students and to say that Absolutely. they're learning. Um, and because of that, the students need to, develop, need to develop their own scheduling, their own time management skills. Um, because likewise, I'm going to tell them the due date. I'm going to have the due date on the board. I'm going to have the due date in classroom. But then I'm not going to constantly remind them that the due date's coming up. I'm just going to expect it to be turned in. Right. Uh, and, you know, a lot of students um, face challenges that first semester of high school. Yeah. And so base, one of the things that we do in base camp is, like, how do we prepare the students for those challenges so that they can overcome them on their own, right, without parent-teacher conferences, without letters to home, right? I think we're pretty successful. I mean, yeah. We have a... Obviously, we have a couple students every year that, that need more assistance. Absolutely. Uh, and not that we don't do some of that parent communication as well. I mean, we definitely do partner with the parents and, and want them to be involved in, mm -hmm. in this process. Um, but we want them to be involved in a, in a way that is allowing the kids to grow and mature and, and learn and figure some of this out because they don't need to go to college and not know how to keep up with the timeline. Right. right? Or even into just the workforce or whatever. You know, if you go from somebody hand-holding everything you're doing to – now you need to stand on your own as a 18 or 19 year old um, there's going to be a whole new set of challenges that come with that yeah I definitely hope there's no CBA families out there um, emailing the Dean of Students right. at colleges right like at that point hopefully the skill sets that we've taught in CBA allow the student to be a self-advocate absolutely and that we don't have that uh, bulldozer you know parent cliche to make yeah. sure that all the obstacles we, we want our students to face certain obstacles right. because the confidence that comes from you know a, overcoming obstacles and achieving and building confidence and and it's one of those things that we talk about that it, it always sounds it's one of these ideas that I think looks great on paper it looks great in a discussion where we talk about it it gets real messy when you actually insert students of we are okay with our students facing obstacles we're okay with our students failing to say they are, we understand that they're not going to succeed at everything that's thrown at them the very first time they look at it or touch it. That there may be some struggle, and struggle's okay. Yeah. Um, but it's messy, 
right? Like very rarely do you go into a struggle and it's like, well, I didn't do it all right, but everything's fine. You know, it took some, some, some back and forth. It took some grit. It took some perseverance to say, I can do this. And, and what they learned through that process is that they can do it. So that as they get into other things in the future, they, they have this thing in the back of their head of, wait, I, I've been able to overcome obstacles. I've been able to, to deal with failure and learn whenever failure happens and then fix it and figure out how to still master this or, or I guess, climb that mountain. Um, and so I, I love the idea that you guys have created with both of these classes, because these are two different classes that, um, depending on if, how you're hearing a student talk about it, you might not realize that we're talking about two different classes. We have an advisory that's ninth through 12th grade, mm-hmm. that they're with the same person from ninth grade. The goal is that they're with the same person from ninth grade all the way until they graduate. And that, that's just going to help advise them along the way. And then we have these, what we call grade band classes, but that's where base camp comes into play, correct? Yeah, the Summit Series is where base camp comes into play. Um, and it was new this year. Uh, you know, Jenny and I made some mistakes with the class this year. Uh, I think the students still learn an awful lot. We focus a lot on collaboration and presentation. And so we had a lot of those um, pro- projects in the class itself. Um, Next year, one of the things, one of the major changes that we're doing, and to help students be prepared so that, you know, um, they know ahead of time, is we are going to have every student have a student planner, and every and the class meets every Monday, so it's the last class uh, on Mondays, and we're going to start each class with students opening up their planner, and the planner that we have is a high school student centric planner. And they'll go into what assignments are due this week. Yeah. Right. How did last week go? We'll also look at month-long calendaring. Right. So, um, you know, what what classes do you have? What's due for those classes? Do you have any tests or quizzes or projects in that class? Um, and then have students fill out their planner just so they get in the habit of writing it down. Yeah. And at 15, it's really hard because they don't have a lot of responsibilities yet. Ninth grade is when a lot of those adult responsibilities start to come in their life, right? Right. right. Um, you know, I, I think I got my first job at the end of my ninth grade year when I was... I mean, that's like 15. 15, yeah. yeah. Um, and that happens for some of our students, not all of our students, but other responses. How do you balance, you know, multiple extracurriculars, be it sports or dance or horseback riding or gymnastics or whatnot um, with school and then maybe you're involved in your church group right or maybe you're involved in a a local nonprofit or whatever our students you know wherever their heart is that's not CBA where they where they share with us um, that they balance all of that yeah because it only gets more complicated at 16 when license come into the picture and start driving and right all of it Um, you know, and uh, although I try my best not to pay attention to it at all, I understand in ninth grade they start to get boyfriends and girlfriends. That's I right. I made it my I made I made a decision a long time ago when I got into education that I was not going to pay attention to the love life of high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> that was important for my sanity, but I understand it occurs. That's right. Um, well, and it affects the classroom. Uh, no, you know, no. so you've got to. It is a real thing for them. Yeah. Um, I, I know Nicole and I were talking last uh, podcast about uh, they deal a lot with emotions and feelings, and and we talked about a phrase that uh, we've heard a friend of ours says all the time of, of emotions are real, 
They're, our feelings are real. They're just not always right. And so that's also still part of this. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're learning how to interact still with each other. We, we have mentioned in the podcast multiple times about the importance as they progress into middle school and high school becomes way more about the people around me that are my age than it does about the teacher in the room. You know, the, as a teacher, I always loved it if I thought, you know, the students liked me and they were really interacting with me, but I was not the center of their world, right? The center of their world are the peers sitting mm-hmm. in that room and so, um, or the peers that they're going to interact on campus with or whatever. And so they, in that, they're going to have a lot of feelings because other people, when you start interacting with, with other kids, you know, it gets messy. Um, and, and so it's recognizing those feelings and emotions. They can come in, they're, they're going to be there, they're part of you, but let's make sure that we're pointing them in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, to our audience, I would say um, take a moment and try to remember your fourth favorite uh, high school teacher. Not your favorite. Right. Not your second favorite. The third or the fourth one, right? And you you probably can't. Right, but, you can't even remember their name. <laughs> but you may still be on a daily speaking basis with the, the, the peers, the friends in, that you made. Absolutely. And one of the things, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, CBA does really well and I think that's one of the reasons our families really like is the, how we help the peer groups moderate themselves, right? Um, there's, we're a smaller school, and so we have smaller peer groups, but we're an inclusive school. Our, our, our students are kind to each other yeah. uh, at the high school level. Um, we've, we've had very few you know, disciplinary issues amongst in-group fighting. Right. right and 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 even when we've had we've we've corrected it and we've had restorative practices that allowed it to heal and so yeah that that peer group's really key but one of the things that they hopefully learn through middle school and they'll definitely learn in high school there is a professional relationship and there is a personal relationship yep. and sometimes if you mix the two the personal relationship will suffer because one person in the relationship wasn't as professional as the other. <laughs> All right. Right. And 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 we're a small pond. Right. They need to work together, and they know that you know it's not just this class that they're working together. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a that's a big step to take in in learning when we talk about collaboration because we talk about collaboration it's part of our mission it's it's from preschool all the way up but when they're getting into high school it's it's this realization of like i don't need to like everybody in my group um but that doesn't mean i don't have to work with them and i don't have to figure out how to how to interact on a professional level and there may be some people the problem is i like too much but it's it's we don't have to be friends because you know, you start to realize middle school, high school, you start to really interact with like, these are the people I like and these are the people I really don't like. And when I don't like somebody, I don't want to be around them. Well, that's not always possible, right? We're, in a, we're a small group. Yeah. And so that's an important skill to learn when you go into a, a workplace or even college. I remember, I don't know how many groups I was in in college where I didn't even know the people I was grouped up with on day one. So I did like to know whether I liked them or not. I didn't even know who they were. But now I'm in a project that's going to last a whole semester with this person. I got to figure out how to get along with this person. So knowing those skills now, learning them in high school now, so that when you get into those other settings, that it's like I may be connected to somebody on a work team. I may be connected to somebody in a in a college setting or or whatever may be the case. I at least have the skills to be able to work with them and interact with them on a professional level. One of the things I do in my classroom um, when I'm preparing groups sometimes is I have students put down 
who they most want to work with. Yeah. And whichever student receives the most votes, I'll congratulate them, right? Because <laughs> what that tells me is that, that they are not just the easiest person to work with, but enough people say that the quality of their work, yeah. right? That the way they work um, is one that I want to be partnered with this person, right? Right, because that's if, different than a popularity contest where it's just like, oh, they're popular. But there's a lot of people that are popular that I don't want to ever be in a partnership with. <laughs> sure, and, and you learn that really quickly at work too, or in life. You're like, who are the great people to work with? Yeah, um, that's yeah. awesome. And 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 you want someone who does quality work, uh, who's pleasant to work with. And for the most part, submits to work on time. It's it's not a complicated triangle, right? right? And and often we'll even say, okay, I'll take two out of three, right? Yeah. I, I think the triangle in some businesses is a cheap, faster, right? Right. I think in art, it's uh, pleasant, on time, and good, right? right? And and you can get away with not being one of those if you're really good at one of the other ones, right? Yeah. If you're pleasant to work with and your stuff's always on time, it doesn't have to be great, um, but. But the other, th but the other thing is, yeah, we 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 want our students to see that in their peers, right? And we also then want our students to want it for themselves. Yeah. Right. Like I want to be known as a good teammate. Absolutely. Um, and in base camp, and in all, all of our classes, but in base camp, we we try to engender those skills, or at least that knowledge. Yeah. Right. Of um, this is how we collaborate at CBA for these projects. Um, and, and so the, the, we go over those rubrics, those five Ps, quite often. Yep. And then we also then let them know, say they're doing the Circle of Functions project that do every year in math, that you know part of the rubric is going to be from those five Ps. Yep. Um, that ultimately they're going to get to the Capstone project. Uh, that they're going to work in different labs and science classes. Um, and and They've built up those skills and then those relationships where they know how to work with other people. Yeah. I know it's always interesting to me to find um, we bring in professionals uh, to help with the capstone presentation and they listen to the presentations of our seniors. And, and in talking to them, many of them, after those presentations, it's that it's kind of like that question of like, how do you get a senior to present like this? How do you get a kid to this level? listening to the project that they just did for their senior year whenever a lot of seniors are just like trying to check boxes and get out right and our kids are doing this other project that for many of them is like a passion project that they really care a lot about and you can see it in their presentation um, you can hear it in the way they present and that doesn't just happen because we hope that it happens their senior year right and so it's the the process that we start with our ninth graders in the high school with base camp of talking about these rubrics about how are we going to present here you know we just I was actually just outside um, walking around listening to the circle of functions project and you know when you're going board to board the way they they're holding themselves the way they're talking about their projects the way that they're ready for whatever question and and I'll try to throw some interesting ones out there for them uh, um, the one that I did this year was which of these do you think is the most unique function like so I want I want to hear I don't want you to give me just your standard presentation like I want you to tell me why you think it's a unique function. And they are able to kind of hit that in stride and, and they'll think for a minute, you know, and then they'll pick one and give me some kind of reasoning, you know, and, and they may be making it up, I don't know, but they're presenting it very well. And, and the, 
the the part that I understand about the math seems to be pretty much on point. Like that, it's not the content that I'm out there to see. I'm out there to see how are they holding themselves, how are they presenting, um, how are they able to show me something that they have worked on and why they've chosen the the whatever theme that they've chosen for their boards and that sort of thing. And so that doesn't just happen though. Now today I was interacting primarily with junior, I think junior seniors. I think there I were some three. sprinklers. There yeah. there were some sophomores sprinkled in, um, but. It'll be interesting. I think Thursday is uh, the, the freshman one, yeah. and, and I, I'm excited to hear theirs too. But this is something that we start in base camp on purpose, I guess. Well, I'd say we start earlier. I don't think um, – I, I think family gathering, right? Mm-hmm. Putting preschoolers in family gathering tomorrow. I know. Right? Yeah, that's exciting. Um, putting third graders and fourth graders and fifth graders and, and having them present and having them on stage – as often as we do, is making it as, as important of a priority at our... I would say that presentation almost takes the place of public school testing here. Yeah. Right? That the skill set that our students really hone in is the ability to present regardless of their natural inclination. Yep. Right? Like, it doesn't actually matter if they're introverted and it's taxing for them to do, um, or they're you know, extroverted and they just love this stuff. We try to hem both in, right? So yeah. we get the extrovert and we say, we put strictures on them so that they can't just make it up. Right. <laughs> right. And, but we also take the introvert and we say, I know you don't want to do this, but this is an important skill. Yeah. And the more you do it, the easier the skill is. The more you practice something, the yeah. more comfortable you are with the skill so that our students my favorite capstone projects to watch are the students that I know don't present, don't enjoy presenting. Yep. Right. That when they were ninth graders, I had to encourage. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot. Uh, when they were tenth graders, I had to encourage. When they were eleventh, right. Um, but then they get up there and they give a seven minute, right? They give a, a five minute uh, memorized speech in front of a, a group of professionals, and they know they're being critiqued. Yeah. Right. And they and they go and they do it anyways. Like watching Josie Pittman this year. I, I know Josie doesn't enjoy yeah. um, public attention, but she was wonderful. Knocked it out of the park. Right? It was fantastic. Um, and and we've had students in the past yeah. that you've watched them on the capstone stage. And you're like, that's it. That's that's what we do. That's 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 why we do it because that she'll never lose that skill. That's right. She can tap into it the rest of her life. Um, and, and yeah, and we, and we really try, I know we do it much earlier, and we do it throughout middle Absolutely. school and elementary school. And, and you can kind of see that sometimes in ninth grade, right? The student that didn't have the CBA background that yep. came to us from another place, they take a while to grok, to get used to the, all the presentations that we yep. do. A presentation attire, yep. right? Like presentation attire is also that mental check that, no, I'm, I'm, this is serious, I'm in the serious costume. Right, right. I'm I'm wearing a jacket and a, a nice nice slacks, and right. I'm and then my nice dress shoes. Um, and we even tell them like tennis shoes are not presentation attire. Right, um, and I think that's an important part of when when we're looking at the our model, we're looking at a CBA education. You know, we're looking at the process from preschool three year olds through twelfth grade. Like, there's not these points that we're like, yeah, if we can get you there, and then whatever decision you make. Like, our goal is that we're creating a structure that takes you from the three-year-old 
all the way up through 12th grade. And we know the things on purpose that are being taught at those levels so that you will be successful at the next level. And the goal is then that you make it all the way to that senior capstone experience. Like that's, it's like the cherry on top of like, this shows all of the things that you've been learning from. And at this point now, preschool, I mean, we've got kids that have been part of our school that are in our high school from, I think ninth grade's first grade, kindergarten or first grade. So, so okay. the ninth grade group, some of them have been with us since first grade. Next year's group is the kindergarten group. So it's, it's exciting to see like, we've got kids that, that yes, they have went through this entire thing and, and we've evolved with them. We've been flexible. You know, we talk about that life skill flexibility. We've been flexible. We've had to adapt and change and, and realize what works and what doesn't work. But the skills that they have been given along the way are all pushing towards the final piece of, of our educational model or the final piece of our journey, which is high school. Mm-hmm. And so we're equipping them so that they're able to present. We're equipping them so they're able to collaborate. We're equipping them so they're able to critically think and problem solve. You know, those things of our mission, it's not just something that we write down on a piece of paper and set over to the side of, uh, oh, it's nice to have that. Like that is the model that we're teaching from three-year-olds all the way up. Um, and so we, we love seeing those high school students starting to own this CBA journey that they've been on. And it really does become that ownership, I think, and uh, se- by the time they're seniors for sure, but in mm-hmm. that high school experience of like this is, this is something that, that I'm really been equipped to do something pretty special. Um, sometimes they don't realize it yet, but we've heard from enough alumni that – it is pretty special. Yeah, and I think it's going to grow as our alumni enter the workforce. Yeah. Right? We, so we had our, our first graduating class had just recently graduated college, some of them. Yep. Right? Um, I recently graduated college last year. We're now having our second graduating class graduate college this year. Um, and so I think once they get into the workforce, I think even more so they're going to appreciate the skills that we had, that, that, that we're, we're taught here, that they gained here. Um, yeah, and and as as we grow, as the school grows, and as we have that student body develop, I mean, we the high school is not a, a college prep, right? right? And so we're not just saying, okay, these are all the skills that are necessary for that next stage, and that next stage is the last stage before you really, really, really become an adult, right? And that next stage is college, and that's it, right? <laughs> um, the next stage is college, and as prestigious as you can get we want students to know at 18 when they leave here why they're going to where they're going yeah that's a hard thing to do i didn't know why i was going to i knew why i was going to where i was going because my dad said you're going there (laughs) and i said but i want to go here he goes no this place is better um and so i ended up there and and and, I, and when I got there, I didn't know what I was going to study, right? And I changed majors a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't, I don't, now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Exploration, curiosity, Absolutely. these are all very important skills. But wouldn't it be great if you could, like, cut that time period shorter and get right to the doing? Yeah. And the being um, of it all. And, and, and I think in high school, we, we really start preparing students so that they know when they graduate here, the why of what they're doing next. absolutely and i love you know if you're around uh, mr r you'll hear him talk about this of, of that idea of uh, we want to create sailors and not stowaways of people that are on the ship they're on for the for the right reason mm-hmm. and they like you said they know where they're going or why they're going that direction um and 
and at least have a, a goal in mind. That goal may change. I mean, if I look at where I am today and, and where I am was not in my future at 18. I, that would have not been what I told you I was going to do. But I was I luckily had some skills along the way that as stuff changed, I was able to adapt and change with it. Um, we just want to make sure that we do everything we can to ensure that our students also have those skills so that as the world changes around them, they're able to adapt and change with that with that environment. And and if we're teaching kids how to critically think, how to problem solve, how to collaborate with others, how to use life skills, life on guidelines, those are the things that will allow them to adapt and change and be flexible and, and figure this thing out as they go. And I love hearing about our kids that have taken gap years and, you know, traveled around the world to like figure themselves out or, or whatever and now have said okay now that I've done that and I have a little bit better idea of what I want to do now I know where I want to go that just as much as the one that has gone straight into a university setting and said you know this is what I want to do and we're seeing them stick with that sometimes and and get there mm-hmm. um, and then we've had ones go in military and and have been very successful in military service and others that went straight into the workforce and said mm-hmm. no this is what I want to do and and have figured out how to do that it's it's exciting to see kids with purpose leave us and it's not just a i don't know what i'm going to do next i guess i'll go you know to the university around me or the college around me and and we'll see what happens yeah and we start those conversations in ninth grade um base camp base camp is more about high school success yeah so we really start those conversations in 10th grade and we don't lay it on to too heavy we we really want the students to discover it themselves absolutely uh and so in 11th grade is really where we get there, um, you know, with the, with the internship and whatnot. Um, but at, to get there, to get to that point, requires a lot of planning and scaffolding and structure on our part, right? And the Summit Series helps with that. The um, coordinated, like the classes, like having, having time for me to sit down and talk with Jen about what's going on in math yeah. or, or Jeff what's going on in math or, or understanding what's going on in the sciences and whatnot. Um, and, and the other thing that we discussed too, we, we have meetings often to make sure that we're helping the students um, who need our help, right? And so we, we, yeah. we, we identify and we, we try to make sure that each individual student receives what they need. Yeah, we're gonna have so we've had some amazing students come through CBA, right? That I've been in the room and I've been in the room with them, and I realize they're the most intelligent person in the room. <laughs> I just have three decades more experience than them, yeah. right? Um, but intelligence—they've got me beat. Uh, well, I want to make sure that that student who has all that confidence of always being, you know, really good at school, that also that they also have not just the confidence in their academics. But in their confidence in themselves, yeah, right, in knowing who they are, and and developing that, and 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 being proud of of, of who they are and the skill set yeah. that they've been given, and and so that's a concentrated effort from you know um, the guidance counselor, right, to the principal, to the curriculum coordinator, um, and all of these little pieces go to make sure that every individual student and. I think you'll see this if you go to graduation or you watch our graduation process. Oh yeah, um, every individual student is known. Yeah, there's not an unknown student that walks across our graduation stage. And I love that. I I'm interested to see how our graduation evolves as our student classes get bigger. But I love 
our graduation in that it's not that typical graduation of we've got to get through all these names and we've got to get everybody across the stage and how quickly kind of can we get in here and get out, but that we recognize the student and, and you see that relationship. You see the their impact to the CBA community uh, and you see the CBA community's impact on them then, and, and that recognition that takes place is really cool. Uh, I know that we could we could talk a, a lot about the things that we're doing in advisory, things we do in the Summit Series, the things that uh, we do in some of the in, the different projects and stuff that you've been uh, able to set up and, and lead and, and the way you run your class. But um, we did want this just to kind of be about that transition point. It's hard to talk about transitioning into high school without talking about high school mm-hmm. um, as a whole. And, and there's all kinds of things that we probably didn't talk about um, well, I'd say the first thing uh, to our listeners, if you're at, wondering what do I expect this summer, the first thing to expect this summer for the high school teachers is uh, your student's going to have an advisor. Yep. And you're going to receive a letter from the new advisor. Right? I have to start writing um, <laughs> mine soon. And, um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to schedule a time or make myself available to meet and make sure that you have all the paperwork that you think you need to get on day one, um, to make sure you have schedules, to make sure you know where you're going, to make sure... You know, so you walk into this, to this campus, no matter who you are and, and how long you've been at CBA, um, with confidence and comfort on yeah. day one. And that will translate um, to years of success. And so from that day one, we then, you know, we move into our classes. And, and each class is designed, and we know this through our brain-based teaching and our scaffolding, that we want the student's best work to be in quarter four. Yeah. Especially in ninth grade year. Right. Especially in ninth grade year. We realize there's a tremendous amount of growth and understanding that has to occur within the course of that year. Um, and so how, how do we slowly increase the scaffolding, slowly increase the expectations, right? Slowly increase the challenge, the rigor, yep. right? So that they are successful. Or if they have had less than ideal success, that they know how to correct it. Yeah. Um, you know, I because we're allowed to reassess, there's normally a junior, well, one or two per year, that come to me and they say, I would like to rewrite that ninth grade essay <laughs> because they've now realized GPAs count. Right, right. right? And, and I think that's awesome, right? I, I love assigning those. Yeah. And the reason why I love assigning those is it shows – growth it shows maturity right you know i don't know how many people out there want to be judged on how they were as 15 year olds right (laughs) and the scary thing is in the world of social media now a lot of that's in a permanent record that can be looked at many years down the road yeah yeah i can imagine Uh, i'm so thankful a generation or two ago um (laughs) that that didn't exist yeah and 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 but also to, to know that the, there's, there's going to be um, things to learn and overcome in that ninth grade year. Yeah. Uh, through group work, through um, just, just the, the comings and goings of being in high school. Uh, I think we're much better than we were. I think we've learned a lot in this Summit Series program. Um, and I think we're continuing to learn. Our capstone is still great. We, we, yeah. we really haven't changed Capstone as a curriculum very much right. since it started. Um, and and the, the internship program, the um, uh, exploration, uh, is also fantastic. Like, we're, we really honed that in. And this past 
two years we've honed in navigation and this year we're really honing in the base camp class so that when a student enters high school one of the first things that we give them is a high school procedures and we go over here are the expectations yeah right here's what dress code means here's what um, uh, restorative practices are we don't just leave it uh, on a document until it's necessary right and then we go searching for that document to say, oh, this is now applies. Let's pull this out. Right. Yeah. Article one, section right. B, you know, uh, subset C, uh, three. Um, no, we in base camp, what we do is we go over that document. We go over all the rubrics. We, we talk about uh, where they should be. And I think next year when we start adding this planner into it as well and start teaching students how to organize a planner. They may have a system. We're going to give them a system. Right. And then what happens is we all know this is that adults, at some point you realize, I really need a system. Right. <laughs> right. At some point in our, in our, in our young adulthood, adult, early adulthood, you know, we decide, we realize, oh, my planning system is, is not organized. I, right. I need to fix this in order to make all the expectations of me. Right. Um, and we're going to give the students a system in ninth grade on day one here's a planner and we're going to fill it out and it's not just here's a planner every week we are going to sit yeah. down and let's do use it. this thing let's use this thing yeah um and i think once you do that the wherewithal of time yeah will increase right i mean because that takes a while sometimes to understand uh how much needs to be done on a project and you have a week to do it in right right like some people always think, ah, I got plenty of time. Yeah, right? And all night Thursday. Uh. <laughs> and, and then others others try to get it all done on day one. Right. Which and, is also just as bad. Right. And so that they can do other things. Right. right. And 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 I and I want both of those temperaments to to kind of be tempered so that the, the end product is something that everyone can be proud of. Wow, that's good. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for sitting down and talking for a little bit uh, today. I want to be valuable your time and, and the listeners' time as well. But uh, there's a lot of other conversations that we could have from here, and, and I'm sure we'll have another podcast uh, down the road where we'll talk about something else related to high school or, or whatever else is just going on in your life. You're a very interesting guy. Personally, I, I love talking to you. Um, but thank you for sitting down. Of course. Of course. Proud to be a trailblazer. This has been the Ignition Point. Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about our school, you can visit us on our webpage, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.